Mr. Ramsey, I have caught us another lifter. Another one? Yes, they attempted to take away another $500 worth of our merchandise. Well, that's a really good job, then, that you were able to stop them. Yes, yes. I was wondering, could you teach me a couple of your tricks? How is it that you're able to just go and catch people instead of making them disappear like I've been hearing that's been happening? I mean, when you've been doing it as long as I have, you know, you, you, you tend to learn a few tricks of the trade here and there. Ah, yes, that is why you are the regional manager for the security staff here at Artage. I must say, I am very fond of working with you. I am very happy to know that I am vested in your glory. Well, that's very nice to hear. I'm very happy to have you here. So, it's been decided. I would like to invite you over for dinner. Hmm. I, I guess we could do that. Uh, when is this going to be? Let's do it tonight. Hmm. Well, I guess I don't have anything going on. Sure. But why not? Ah, yes. I shall cook us the finest of feasts. Oh, oh, I need one uh, rat eyeball here. I need the grasshopper toenail clippings here. Oh, I need these blades of grass. Angus, what are you doing? I am making dinner for tonight. Oh, okay. Um, this is nice. I've never really seen you cook before, so this is a pleasant treat. What's the special occasion for? I am inviting the district, um, I am inviting the regional manager over tonight in hopes that I can acquire a promotion. Ah, buttering up the boss to move up in the ranks. I see what you're doing. Yes, yes, I have goals. Oh my god, what was that? Oh, that's normal. The, the, the soup is supposed to do that. Are you sure? Because, like, I think my ceiling's starting to catch on fire. No, don't worry about that. That is normal. And ignore the little skull vapor that's forming out of the soup. Are you trying to kill your boss? No, never. There is... Why would I want to kill someone who I'm trying to favor and move up in ranks? I mean, it is you we're talking about. And you do have breathtaking anger management issues. <laughs> I don't smell anything, Doctor. Angus, it's just really more of a turn, uh, expression. Uh, no, never mind. When's this? When's he coming over? Oh, that must be him right now. Doctor, get the door! I need to finish my food. I was going to get the door, but I mean. Now. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, you must be Angus's boss. I'm his roommate, Doctor P. F. Jeremiah. What is that smell? Nothing, sir. I'm making us a fine dinner. You will be quite surprised when you get to the table. Well, I haven't eaten all day, so I hope it's good. Here, why don't you take a seat? Um, would you like anything to drink? Uh, maybe just a, a water would be nice. All right, I can do that for you. Oh, hey, I hope you don't mind. Um, I have a movie playing in the background. Not going to be a big deal for you, is it? No, what movie? Um, uh, Looper, uh, Ryan Johnson's movie. Oh, I love Ryan Johnson. Uh, I haven't seen this in a while. 
Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while too. I figured, uh, I figure have it on in the background, just kind of like uh, ambiance. It's a good choice. Uh, I I do love Ryan Johnson's films, and uh, Bruce Willis was great in it, and so was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I do. I I will always have a fondness in my heart for the great Bruce Willis. Um, did Angus tell you that me and, me and him do a movie review podcast? A movie review podcast? When do you... Dot, dot, what, I am ha- trying to make a nice face. You do not need to be introducing guests upon the show right now. Angus, just make a conversation with our guest right now. I... Fine. Fine, do what you want. But if I do not get the promotion because of you, I will not only send you to the Inferno Realm, but I will make sure that you have a long and eternal suffering when I get done with you. So, how is that any different than what's going on right now? It gets worse. Uh, I can only... Actually, I don't want to imagine what that would imply. Anyway, my apologies. Um, oh, God, I'm sorry. I don't think I got your name. Daniel James Ramsey. Oh. That's my name. All right. Well, it's nice to meet you, Daniel. Anyway, yes, as it's I... nice to meet you, too. Anyway, as I was saying before Angus rudely interrupted, um, me, and him just... me and him do a movie review podcast where we just talk about like movies every now and again. Uh, I do feel like Angus has ulterior motives with my podcast as world domination he seems he brings up every now and again Mm. interesting angus what are you doing nothing there's no ammonium nitrate being used here did i just see tentacles popping out no i do not know what you're talking about by the way i hope you like fried squid delicious i uh i'm a big fan actually I'm actually very allergic to squid. No one cares about your feelings, Doctor. You will eat. Um, All right, but if I go into anaphylactic shock, it's your fault. All right, I have the meal cooked on slow for now in the crock pot. Mr. Ramsey, how would you like to join us for a podcast? Well, that does sound kind of fun, I suppose. I I like this movie, so why not? Angus, we we can't just have him come on right now. These take preparation. These take time. Set the equipment up. You already introduced him to the movie. I hope he's a lot nicer to you than he is to me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of the Dr. P.F. Jeremiah and his Infernal Roommate podcast. I am your host, Dr. P.F. Jeremiah. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, we must let Mr. Ramsey introduce himself. Okay, um, breaking, breaking the norm here. I guess I'm going to introduce our guest first. Um, why don't we please give him... Nice round of applause to Angus's boss. Yay! Well, my name's Daniel James Ramsey, and I'm very happy to be here. Oh, 
Alrighty then. Um, thank you for joining us on this very unexpected episode of our podcast. I am Angus the Deathhead, ruler of your world, conqueror of Shibana. And I will tell you this, folks. I will aim to impress everyone tonight. You will all have a traditional Grindarian meal by the time I get done with you people tonight. Gridarian? What kind of food is Gridarian? <laughs> Dr. Jeremiah, why are you laughing? Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, I don't know why that happened. My apologies for my unprofessional. You are ungrateful for the feast. I slave away at a hot oven for you for half of a day, prepping finest of meals for you. And our lovely and our wonderful guest, and you merely laugh. My apologies to our very, 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 very special guest. I hope you can forgive me for my unexpected laughter. Uh, I'm so far. I'm having a good time. I'm hoping that stays that way. Ah, yes. Mr. Ramsey here is the regional manager. And he was going to tell me some of his tips and tricks. Tell me, how is it that you catch one of our shoplifters from these stores? I just keep my eyes open at all times. And uh, that's what I want all of you to do, is to always be looking. You always have to be looking for them at all times. Got you. So anytime I see anyone shoplifting, I take them. I summon the vines. I lift them up, hang them upside down for hours, and then bat them like a pinata. I mean, you know, maybe you don't have to go that far, especially with the kids, but uh, for, for most people, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Ah, he approves. Very strange strategy for stopping shoplifters, but hey, I don't really want to knock, knock something that's successful, so you guys do you, homies. Well, this beats the other method I've been doing. Well, what's that? Remember how I saved your life. Uh, yes, and I am very grateful that you saved me from that uh, wild, crazy gunman that came into Tarjay and, for whatever reason, was threatening our goat children. Those were our kids, Dr. Jeremiah. Do you not have any pride any sense for our children oh no not at all i i enjoy i have grown very fondly to frank reagan and danny reagan over the time this is not blue bloods doctor this is cleo and Harrionette. i like i like frank and danny reagan better we will discuss this later will you please introduce our show for tonight that being said today's episode which by the way is episode nine Amazing how we've gotten nine episodes in so far. We are going to be discussing the 2012 movie Looper. And here we go. In 2044, organized criminals use time travel to send their targets to the past, where a contract killer known as a Looper waits to eliminate their targets. When Joe's older self gets sent back to end younger Joe's contract, it's a race against time 
for young Joe to eliminate older Joe to save his life and his future. Are you ready to get loop-erd? Looper stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, Emily Blunt, Noah Segan, Piper Parabo, the well-known and loved Jeff Daniels, and Pierce Gagnon. Well, to not be rude to our guest and to not have more horrible things happen to me. Mr. Ramsey, what did you think of Looper? I thought Looper was great. I think that there are some aspects of the film that didn't quite work as well as some of the others. I loved everything involving the time travel and Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt going after each other. I could have gone without some of the telekinetic kid stuff. Uh, I think that that kind of gets off track a little bit, but otherwise it's got so much style and so much of that attention to detail that we associate with Ryan Johnson that uh, there's a lot to love about the movie. And it's also kind of the ultimate tribute to Bruce Willis, uh, who is you know such a, such a awesome action hero, you know, for so many decades. And this kind of stands as a testament to what makes him great. Wonderful observations there, Mr. Ramsey. I must say, I hope I can achieve to have a vast knowledge and expertise just like you do one day. Mm, well, th thank you. Thank you. That's nice of you to say. What was that, Doctor? Oh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Um, my apologies. Let's get back. Why are you rubbing your nose? I'm sorry. I have an itch on my nose. What are you insinuating? I'm not insinuating anything. Why do you assume that I'm insinuating anything? Will you just get on with describing the movie already? Or your introductions of the movie? So, let's continue on with this movie summary. Um, very interesting way to open up the movie where Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of goes into this very, like, film noir style of narration where he's describing time travel and how it's super illegal in the future and the only people that are the only people that use time travel are organized criminals i do find i did find it mildly funny how like even in the future and how time travel does some does wind up becoming invented criminals are the first ones to kind of use it to its full advantage i feel like there's some sort of commentary on that I feel that time travel is necessary. How is it that you're able to just go into the past, commit all illegal actions, and then get away with it? You can't. Like, time travel's not real. Ah, but you're wrong, Doctor. In my home realm, time travel is a must. It reminds me of the war. You see, back in our home realm of Grindaria, there were four wars. I won't go into the... Um, you might want to sit down and get a drink ready. He's going to go into it and he's going to take very while. It's going to take a while doing this. Dr. Jeremiah, I am swift and quick. I resent that comment. I will be quick. Oh. Back in my home realm of Grandaria, there were four wars. I will not go over the first two, but I will tell you this. The third war involved the lycanthrope scourge. The war that lasted over two of your centuries. And I will tell you this. Time reset itself after. All of the history books were burned. There is no more history in Grandaria. All because the lycanthropes wanted to claim reign 
over the realm. But they were defeated. They were sent into the outskirts of the realm, never to be seen again, until the Fourth War, where we've had to unite with them temporarily to stop the evil forces of the Kriegans. Yes, Doctor, why are you raising your hand? No, nothing, 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 nothing at all. I, my apologies, I just, my hand just twitched up. You are being very cheeky tonight. I have no idea what you're talking about. Dr. Jeremiah, I will tell you this. If I have one more outburst of disrespect from you, not only will you see fire upon your couch, but you will be laying not even where the crows will be able to see you tonight. With that being said, continue. Nevertheless, history has been erased, and it's all because of the lycanthrope. If I ever find that general, I will have my vengeance upon him. Beautiful story there, Angus. Once again, I feel like every time you say stories, I get eight questions answered, and then I have ten more new questions that I want answered. Ah, uh, but of course. And I would also like to mention that the fact that this movie also portrayed those telekinetic abilities. Those psionic abilities is something that we don't even have in our realm. That is accessible only into realms beyond our imagination. The fact that you humans were able to just come up with this out of pure imagination. You do surprise me here and there. We do have our creative moments every now and again. But my thing is, I don't understand. Why would you have... Let's say you become one of these criminals. Why would you have your future self come back to the past just be able to kill yourself from the future? It makes no sense. I don't think that it makes no sense. I think that that's where the sense of it all starts to break down a little bit. And that's where it becomes hard to follow, not unlike the stories that you're telling here. They're kind of very layered in a way that uh, makes it hard to follow this. Well, and to be fair, they do also explain that when they send your future self to your present for you to, for you to kill them is basically their way of saying that your time and services are ended. Remember, Angus, when they talked about the phrase closing your loop? That's basically their way of saying that you fulfilled your obligations to this job and we are now letting you go to live your future now. Yes, but the thing is, though, that is a terrible concept. There's moving up in the ranks. There is completing more jobs. Why would you just cycle out people? Get yourself a dedicated staff. Move yourself up into the ranks. And then that way you are able to achieve a pure syndicate of crime and villainy, just as I'm trying to work my way up. Well, not every business has such a clear-cut way to move up through the ranks, and it can't always be as easy as it is for some of these loopers, and it's not like that at many stores either. Yeah, that's not how organized crime and organized criminal organizations work. It's really like... There's the main man in charge, and then there's everybody else underneath him. Then I demand that we change this. We shall start our own crime family. 
Oh, no, we're not. We're, we're not going to start a crime syndicate. Then we shall develop this into the cult of the Death Head, where you will be able to achieve into ranks within the Death Hand cult. Does that mean that if someone can outrank you? Never. I am the deity. I am the ultimate being. You all work to worship me. Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of what you're trying to say? Isn't the point also being defeated here in the movie? Might as well go with the flow, right? Fair enough. But of course, the future self decides that he just wants to go and eliminate this child that becomes a problem in the future. What was he called? The Rainmaker? That is correct. He is... He is only known by the codename Rainmaker. There's no picture... There's no actual proof of what this Rainmaker looks like, or if he even actually exists. Up until we get to the other half of the movie where we see him in child form, working on developing his unique abilities, being raised by his mother. Yes, but he doesn't acknowledge him. He doesn't acknowledge her as her mother. He calls Emily Blunt's character by her first name. Which I find very disrespectful. Who would just dare disrespect their parents like that. I loathe my father, but I still acknowledge him as father. Well, this kid kind of sucks. That's that's one of the takeaways I got from the movie, is this kid is a bit of a pain for his mom, for everybody. He, he's a problem. And that's part of the reason why the line when Bruce Willis says, you're goddamn right, I'm going to kill that boy, is such a great line of catharsis. But the thing was, that boy was no problem. He was not raised properly. He needed someone to love him, to cherish him. He needed someone to just show him the right ways. And I thought that was the point of this Emily Blunt character. Well, yes, that is the point of the Emily Blunt character, to be the caring parental figure in this boy's life to put him on the right path but there's also the trope of time travel movies is a character going back to the past to eliminate their target when they're at a young defenseless age to prevent them from becoming the evil that is known in the future but why not just go and try to correct the problem instead of trying to eliminate them so a lot of the times when they do this in movies is they don't really want them to fix the problem. They just see them as this evil entity that must be stopped no matter what. And a lot of the times, that's really the only solution that they could come up with is just eliminate them before they have the chance to become a threat. The problem with all time travel movies, including this one, is that none of it ever can work. And that's not to say that we can't have time travel in real life, but every possible time travel uh, story opens up so many dilemmas that none of it could ever work. So any trying to pick apart the plot is never going to get you back to anything that makes any kind of sense. And that's why things start to fall apart when you start paying attention to the kid's storyline and why things are ultimately a lot more fun when you just pay attention to this guy having to kill himself and having to run into his, his older version of himself and killing himself. It just makes for a fun movie. I will admit that there are many, many problems when it comes to time travel in movies, and one of them is usually when you go back in time to fix one problem, you wind up creating like three new problems that happen because of 
the event that you prevented happening. And let us talk about this Bruce Willis and the old Joe. He is only going back because he lost a lover, but he agreed to the contract. Why is it that he did not agree to let himself die after that time? All for love? For selfish reasons? I could think of wanting to live more than for just love. Well, Angus, that's actually a really good point. Both old Joe and young Joe really display very, very selfish reasons in this movie where, as you were saying, old Joe is going back in time to stop the Rainmaker, kill the Rainmaker before he becomes the Rainmaker, is yes, he's only doing it to save his wife. Where young Joe is, his selfish motivations is like, hey, you had your life. You've had your future. Now it's my turn to have my life. You're supposed to be dead. And I'll do anything to make sure you're dead so I can live my life now. These are very human characteristics. These are things that we want for ourselves, all people, whether they be in the future or in the present and this movie is set in the future even the the past part is in the future and things are worse and our time is more limited and people are more desperate and so it, i think i think the motivations here make a lot of sense for both young and old joe it does create a very interesting situation where you're agreeing with both characters on their motivations and you're very it, it's very, it can get very perplexing on who you want to root for because both of them, yes, are being very selfish, but they're very understandable selfish reasons that if you put any person in that scenario, you'd probably understand them for doing what they were doing. Exactly. Although I would like to see this universe expand. We see all about this present, but yet we do not know about this future. And I understand that this future is unknown but wouldn't we want to know a little more about the crime syndication in the future? What they try to achieve, this Rainmaker, wouldn't they want to expand with potentially a sequel? Angus, that's actually a good point, too. One of the things I did like about this movie was it did sprinkle the breadcrumbs of its world building, where it's introducing you to the syndicate, and it's introducing you to how the loopers work and how they interact. So, like, it would be interesting for the possibility to expand on that with more movies. I haven't heard any rumblings of a looper sequel. Um, only time will tell, though, on that, getting how Hollywood is with uh, making movies nowadays. I think the problem with sequels to Looper as good of a movie and as interesting of an idea as it was is any sequel would probably turn into terminator 2 any sequel beyond that would be terminator 3 and salvation and genesis and they just keep getting worse as they go and i think having a time loop sequel is a very difficult thing to pull off i will agree the more sequels you make the more problems with the continuity and the continuation it just creates more problems and more problems create more problems. But Doctor, what about the Marvel Cinematic Universe? That became successful. That involved a great storyline. You're telling me that this could not have that potential? I mean, I don't know if it can span 10 years, 20 movies, and billions upon billions of dollars, but I mean, what, like, a couple sequels probably wouldn't be too bad. 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe sequel of Looper would probably focus in more on the telekinetic kid, which is, like I said, my least favorite part of the movie. Then let us do this. We shall acquire a whole bunch of telekinetic geniuses and have them come together to fight the evilness of these crime organizations. Telekinetic telekinesis doesn't exist. It does too, Doctor. I haven't seen any telekinetic abilities now, in the past. I don't know if we'll see it in the future. Listen here, I will demonstrate. Do you see this leaf? Yes, it's a very pretty leaf. Oh, nature. Oh, no. Ah! Oh, no. Dennis boiling over. I'll be back. Angus, I'm not liking how much smoke is coming out of the kitchen. And why is there a black skull cloud coming out of the kitchen now? Oh, no, no. That, that's, that's normal. It's part of the recipe. You're going to love this weed rat stew I'm making tonight. Do you have good health insurance, Mr. Ramsey? I think I'll be all right. The food does smell rather good. All right, I, I, I'm back. All I had to do was make a few adjustments and added some more ammonium nitrate. I mean, um, more milk to the soup. Did you at least open a window? I have the fan blowing. What more do you need? Eh, at least it's, uh... Oh, ignore the alarm. Oh, God. And of course, it's raining on us. Sadly, this isn't my first time being rained on in my apartment. The Rainmaker, remember from the movie? I see what you did there. Well played. Mm. I have this umbrella with me if you'd like it. Oh, how very prepared of you. Thank you. You're welcome. My, once again, my apologies. Um, Mr. Ramsey, is there anything you'd specifically like to talk about with this movie? I think it's an important point to talk about how they tried to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt look more like Bruce Willis since they are in fact playing the same character and it's uh it's an interesting mix of prosthetics it doesn't quite work I feel like maybe it would have worked better if they also did something to Bruce Willis to look more like Joseph Gordon-Levitt I will agree first time I saw this movie was in the movie theaters and when I heard that they did the prosthetics to make him look like young Bruce Willis I didn't see a young Bruce Willis at first I saw John Stamos. And then after watching it again for the podcast, I don't see John Stamos. I see more of a white Enrique Iglesias. It's just very weird. I could see that, the Enrique Iglesias uh, comparison. That's a good one there. Um, I, I think... Uh... I think he does a good job with the mannerisms. It's just the prosthetics do not make him look visually like he, like Bruce Willis. He sounded very he sounded very much like Bruce Willis. He just didn't look like Bruce Willis. It was very weird. It is very funny how this like the special effects in this movie are pretty pretty good, pretty well done and like how you have that one scene when the one uh when the one gunner was basically floating up in the sky and you just see the blood kind of seeping out of him and then this this massive explosion. But you can't make Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like a young, young Bruce Willis. Dr. Jeremiah, I have two questions with this. One, this movie looks like it should have been an older movie, maybe in your early 2000s. And if this really was 
filmed in your 2012? Why is it that they did not use more of your CGI to make these characters look similar? Well, my assumption would probably be that movies still back in the 2012, in the 2010s didn't really want to overly rely on the CGI. They wanted to rely on more of your traditional Hollywood effects. So, like, like, like we were saying, like, uh, facial features and, like, uh, makeup, and they didn't want to overdo it on the special effects. They wanted to stick to Hollywood tradition. So you're telling me that Hollywood in your 2000s were trying to put effort into their movie making? Sadly enough, yes. Compared it's to hard to believe. Compared to Hollywood nowadays, yeah, they were at least putting forth the effort to try to maintain some traditions. Ugh. So I have a question for you, Mr. Ramsey. What would you change for this movie? Would you add an epilogue? Would you change the story around? I mean, my perfect version of Looper is strictly a cat and mouse game between old and young Joe without the question of would you or would you not kill baby Hitler and them having to go track down this telekinetic kid all that stuff it's fine it doesn't do much for me i i'm not really a superhero movie fan either so that stuff meh it's it's not great but i really enjoyed the rest of the movie though and there's still plenty to like about it and ryan johnson overall is a, a filmmaker i'm always excited to watch movies by i really didn't have very much i would probably change I agree mostly with what Mr. Ramsey just said, where it's just like, I would have just stuck more on old Bruce Willis versus young Bruce Willis, kind of maybe threw in like a female character to kind of like become like that makeshift love interest for young Joe and maybe have that be the Piper Parabo character where she kind of becomes like the love interest, like the permanent love interest and stick with old Bruce Willis basically mowing down the entire crime syndicate by himself, and then maybe at the end just have young Joe murder old Joe and kind of can have that old Western walk off into the sunset moment. Well, I have an epilogue here. I'm changing the ending. Old Joe, ready to be killed by his younger half through suicide, instead... Old Joe is shot by his late wife, air quotations. Turns out she was alive the entire time. They just needed to make her appear to be dead just so that they can get him to change his ulterior motives when he goes back. But the reason why she came back was because things needed to change. They came up with new ideas. They wanted to do different things with the Rainmaker and use young Joe to develop that into becoming a better crime syndicate. And we get more of the future story for a potential sequel. So basically, it'd be kind of like Terminator, where they send them back to stop Skynet, but an inadvertently created Skynet? I have not seen your Terminator series, Doctor. How can I answer these questions if you are giving me movies I have yet to see? I was specifically mostly bringing it up to our guest mr ramsey oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes 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 mr ramsey could i get your opinion yeah sure I, how could you have possibly oh, not oh, seen hang, terminator hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on 
Hey, Angus, I think you're going to need this. Oh, of course, why... Dr. Jeremiah, why did you give me chapstick? Oh, your lips, your lips are looking like they need it. Oh, I thank you. Anyway, my apologies, Mr. Ramsey. Um, we were saying... I don't see how you could possibly watch any time travel movie without having first watched Terminator. It's almost required viewing at this point. Well, um, we we decided to stick with like one-off movies for right now, and then as the time goes on, we'll branch off into sequels and trilogies and franchises. You know, baby steps. Walk before you crawl. I guess that makes sense. And then, of course, we have to get to the ending of this movie when young Joe finally stops being selfish and starts caring for somebody else and realizes that young Sid deserves the chance to grow up to be a good person. And realizing that old Joe was on the verge of killing Emily Blunt and causing the reaction of the Rainmaker to become the Rainmaker, young Joe bravely sacrifices himself and ends his life to save young Sid and to save Emily so that Sid no longer becomes the Rainmaker and is given the shot that he's deserved. A pointless sacrifice. I would have scarred him and continue on with this crime syndicate. I would have loved to see the carnage, the turmoil of your planet's future. I actually kind of agree with that statement. I, I think uh, this movie could have used a little bit of a darker ending. Ah, the soup is ready. Come, let us feast. I'm uh, not looking forward to this. Dr. Jeremiah, what was that? Just covering my basis. You are certainly a peculiar one. But Dr. Jeremiah, as always, your final thoughts. Oh, thank you, Angus. Um, I know Ryan Johnson is a very polarizing figure nowadays. Um, some people like him. Some people hate him. Star Wars fans despise him. Um... My opinions on Looper is it's a very interesting movie. It's by no means a cinematic masterpiece, nor is it the worst movie ever made. Looper's a very interesting movie. Um, it's by no means a cinematic masterpiece, nor is it the worst movie ever made. It's a solid sci-fi B-movie that, sci that traditional sci-fi fans will love and casual moviegoers will enjoy. There are problems, yes. Most movies do have their flaws. My one thing was just basically relying on old sci-fi tropes, like we were saying specifically about the uh, time traveling to stop a villain before they become villains. You know, it was very, very, very tropey and just very generic. But Ryan Johnson is a very creative writer where he can take very old movie tropes like that and give them kind of a refreshing jolt of life and make them at least creatively interesting it's a well acted very very good special effects it's a decent watch and you won't regret watching the food is ready we have weed rats stew i have what do i have i have roasted squirrel that i found at that theme park Oh, God. <laughs> and for dessert, 
beetle cake. Please dig in. <sighs> oh, God, I'm not looking forward to this. Um, no, I am hungry. I am excited for this. Mmm. Huh. All right. So. Mmm. This is good. Oh, God. Oh, God. Excuse me. Mmm. Dr. Jeremiah. What is. How dare you! I slaved over a hot oven for you. Oh, God. I think I'm puking things that. I think I'm seeing things I ate three years ago. Blech. Oh God, how are you able to eat this? This Blech. is delicious. Where, what did you say this was again? What kind of soup? This is a weed rat stoop, an ancient family recipe. Oh God. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you again. This is very delicious. Ah, yes, anytime. Anyway, Dr. Jeremiah. Oh, God. I need water. Ah, good evening, Mr. Ramsey. It's so nice to see you. What are you doing here so late? Oh, it's just been a long day at work, but uh, it's been a good day. It was, it was. We had a great night the other night, didn't we? Ah, yes, we did. I assumed you enjoyed the soup. Oh, it was delicious. I, I'd love to have it again sometime. Ah, yes, not many mortals can understand the unique delicacy of my cooking. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was really great and a really nice time. And just so you know, you will be getting that promotion very soon. Really? You mean I will become the district manager of all Tajes in your... High society lands of Albany. Well, you you keep conducting yourself the way that you've been, and uh, I will be putting in a good word for you. Yes, the future of your realm is mine. I mean, the the future of saving Tajay will be ours. That's I'm very excited for you. I suppose we should lock up this store now. That's a good. It has been a long day. Good idea. Ah. At least we have a full moon to walk out to tonight. Oh. Oh, you're right. It is a full moon tonight, isn't it? Oh, no. Steinwig. How do you do, boys and girls? This is Jeremy. I play Dr. P.F. Jeremiah. Hello, this is David. And I must say, it is nice to hear from all of you. And I also play Angus the Death Hand. And I'm David Rosen from the Piecing It Together podcast. And I play Daniel James Ramsey, a.k.a. Commander Steinwig. 
We want to give thanks for David being on this episode of the podcast. Give his podcast a listen, follow him on all his social medias, and while you're at it, if you haven't gone to our Facebook page, give our Facebook a like. Make sure you subscribe, and as always, have yourself a merry day. Cool thanks.